This is Ron Stockton. I have a Christmas gift for you. It is the story of the song Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. As kids, Jane and I remember Gene Autry singing that song with his distinctive voice. He sang it with such joy that we were won over. It became an instant classic. That was 1949. The story of that song is circulating on the internet. I'm not sure who wrote that story or even how accurate it is, but I'm glad they did. Since this is my podcast, I can do whatever I want to do. I, th I think I will read it to you, just for fun, for those who are interested. It is short, just a few hundred words, and it makes a very nice Christmas story. Okay, here's the story. As the holiday season of 1938 came to Chicago, Bob May wasn't feeling much comfort or joy. A 34-year-old ad writer for Montgomery Ward, May was exhausted and nearly broke. His wife, Evelyn, was bedridden, on the losing end of a two-year battle with cancer. This left Bob to look after their four-year-old daughter, Barbara. One night, Barbara asked her father, Why isn't my mommy like everybody else's mommy? As he struggled to answer his daughter's question, Bob remembered the pain of his own childhood. A small, sickly boy, he was constantly picked on and called names. But he wanted to give his daughter hope and show her that being different was nothing to be ashamed of. More than that, he wanted her to know that he loved her and would always take care of her. So he began to spin a tale about a reindeer with a bright red nose who found a special place on Santa's team. Barbara loved the story so much that she made her father tell it every night before bedtime. As he did, it grew more elaborate. Okay, let's pause. Anyone who tells stories knows that little kids want to hear stories over and over. You also know that you adapt, improvise, and elaborate each time you tell the story. If you're reading a story, you can comment, but have to stay true to the text. If you don't, you're going to receive a quick rebuke from your child audience. But if you're telling the story, you own it and can be as creative as you wish. That is why those who read the Iliad or the Odyssey are wrong if they think there is an authoritative Ur text written by Homer. No, no, no. That story was changed each time someone told it. Anyway, let's get back to Rudolph. Because Bob May couldn't afford to buy his daughter a gift for Christmas, he decided to turn the story into a homemade picture book. Again, let's pause. I had a friend in college who had no money but was very good with words and imagination. He wrote a short story for his little brother as a Christmas gift. I suspect that little brother still has that story tucked away somewhere. And because this is a Christmas story, I'm not going to I'm going to skip over the fact that Montgomery Ward did not pay its employee enough to buy a little girl a present. Again the story. In early December Bob's wife died. Although he was heartbroken, he kept working on the book for his daughter. A few days before Christmas, he reluctantly attended a company party at Montgomery Ward. His co-workers encouraged him to share the story he had written. After he read it, there was a standing ovation. Everyone wanted copies of their own. Montgomery Ward brought the rights to the book from their debt-ridden employee. Notice how this is portrayed as an act of corporate generosity. Hmm. Over the next six years at Christmas, they gave away six million copies of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer to shoppers. Every major publishing house in the country was making offers to obtain the book. In an incredible display of goodwill, 
the head of the department store returned all rights to Bob May. Four years later, Rudolph had made him into a millionaire. Now remarried with a growing family, May felt blessed by his good fortune. But there was more to come. His new brother-in-law, a successful songwriter named Johnny Marks, set the uplifting story to music. Again, let's pause. How fortunate that Bob's new family included a person known as the King of Christmas Songs. Johnny, who was Jewish, had also written Rockin' Round the Christmas Tree, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day, and It Came Upon a Midnight Clear. I doubt that was a factor in how Bob chose his new wife, but it certainly was a fortuitous choice. What if his new brother-in-law had been a manager in Montgomery Ward? Anyway, back to the story. Johnny pitched the song to artists from Bing Crosby on down. They all passed. Finally, he approached Gene Autry. The cowboy, store had scored, the cowboy star had scored a holiday hit with Here Comes Santa Claus a few years before. Like the others, Autry wasn't impressed with the song about the misfit reindeer. Marx begged him to give it a second chance. Audrey played it for his wife, Ina. She was so touched by the line they wouldn't let poor Rudolph play in any reindeer games that she insisted her husband record the tune. Well, this sounds like another creative touch, but I like it, so let's go on. Within a few years, it had become the second best-selling Christmas song ever, right after White Christmas. Since then, Rudolph has come to life in TV specials, Cartoons, movies, toys, games, coloring books, greeting cards, and even a Ringling Brothers circus act. The Little Red-Nosed Reindeer, dreamed up by Bob May and immortalized in song by Johnny Marks, has come to symbolize Christmas as much as Santa Claus, evergreen trees, and presents. And as the last line of the song says, he'll go down in history. Well, that's a nice story, isn't it? It has all the elements you could want, a sad little girl made happy, a father who had been bullied as a boy, now trying to hold his life and his family together as his wife is dying, an unexpected explosion of support from workmates, an average guy writing a children's book that becomes a national sensation, and who out there has not thought, at least in passing, that the stories they tell their children could be turned into a book. The story even has a Scrooge-like ending, with a corporation that discovers its soul and gives up a million-dollar copyright out of the generosity of its heart. Who could ask for anything more in the spirit of Christmas? Of course, the religious part is missing, but we can't ask for everything from something we find on the Internet, can we? And there it is, my gift to you. May you find joy and happiness this wonderful season, even with all the troubles this world is facing. May you be less cynical than I am, and may you give and receive gifts that cost nothing but love.